Hey, and welcome to another round of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, this week uh, we have Blake. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. Real good. How are you, Richard? Oh, good. Thanks, mate. And also, Jim, how are you, mate? Chipper. Chipper. Well, both of you do sound chipper. Uh, so this week we're going to um, do a quick review. We've had uh, the first few rounds, first uh, obviously four rounds of the Super Rugby. Yeah, we're being... four weeks in. We know the blueprint and where it's going, yeah, don't we? Yeah, I think it would be like a good opportunity to instead of give a bit of an overview of how the Aussie teams are doing. Uh, what do you think about that, boys? I reckon that's a cracking start. Some of your best but, material. Provided we don't miss the opportunity to launch the Super W, which starts. Absolutely. Yeah, as long as we don't have to talk about the Six Nations, then I'd really appreciate that. Um, or um, Antonio Conte's rant about my Spurs also. That would be great if we can avoid that. Uh, but I, reckon, I, was... I reckon we wrap it up with some Six Nations, how shit are England overview. It'll be great. Oh, awesome. End yeah. on a high. Really looking forward to that. Um, just remember, you bleed Rose, Jim, and especially when they're winning. Just remember that. Uh, right, let's start off with some of the uh, takeaways. So the five Aussie teams. Um, let's just do very quickly the Waratahs. We've had four rounds now. Um, to me, there's some concerns. Um, too many um, injuries, obviously, that had an impact, but um, lack of consistency in selection. It was odd to go away to the Canes and, and obviously make those changes. Uh, we always talk about cohesion. Jim's written a book about it. Absolutely. Um, Culture. So, so there's a lot of question marks about the Tars, and it's a big week for them coming up against the against the Chiefs at home, one of the unbeaten sides, because we all were swinging off the Tars at the beginning of the season, and uh, they're not producing at the moment. Um, no, this is a D if we're going by the common grade scale. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the start that they would have wanted, absolutely not. One win over the Drua, even though the Drua are playing some fantastic football, gentlemen, I'll know you'll agree. Absolutely. Um, it's just it's just not the start. They've lost to the Rebels is is a is a fail it's a fail mark this far in and it's only going to get tougher but you know i'll say it but they're, they're still a good team man they're still quite a good team with a lot of potential a lot of growth to come might they swing it by the end fuck i reckon odds are and that's the thing they have got a lot of individuals that are playing well you know when gleason you know is going forward he looks uh he looks a good player you know hooper is hooper even the backs you know how quick is he eh? Yeah. Least lightning, man. Absolutely. So there's a lot of potential in there, but those injuries have killed the Tars, not having Bell, um, not having a few others, you know, even just having the the lack of consistency in the back row with Gamble coming in and Harris and all the others. So I'd agree. The tar- Waratahs are struggle street at the moment, and you mm. don't actually see them winning for a while because obviously after the Chiefs, um, very good, very good team. They then probably lose to the Brumbies, who are, will come to them later. Um, and then I've got, got that a... pegged as their first win. Oh, yeah. If you check my uh, my account, oh, no, you're wrong, did you? Yeah. What do you think, Blake? If we've had four weeks in, what are your what's your review of the task? Well, I think I said at week one without Bell, they're going nowhere, and that's exactly what's happening. Um, they can't match it up front, uh, and they're they're struggling as a result. I actually think I know we're getting it through all the Aussie teams, but. And I've tried to be the optimistic cat on this podcast. I know I've poo-pooed you, Richard, whenever you've wanted to have a go at Australian rugby. But but I genuinely feel other. And there's a lot to like about the Force, lots to like about the Rebels. Lots of like. Showed moments. But but I genuinely, um, from watching the rugby quite closely, quite intently. You watch close. Um, I don't. I haven't felt like an Australian team has felt competitive against the Kiwi side. I haven't felt it. Even when they felt competitive, it's just felt inevitable. The oh, they've never, they've never felt competitive. 
it's that 50, 60 minute thing and it's all over. Um, I'm, I'm a bit gutted four weeks in, to be honest. I mean, my beautiful Brumbies are still going strong, but the other Aussie teams, um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll get into each and every one of them, but you know, you believe and there's hope and then it all falls apart. It all mm. falls apart with 20 to go. And the Tars are following that same script. Like you said, Richard, moments of individual brilliant, moments of individual talent. There just isn't consistent execution. There isn't it, consistent physicality. Well, there if is- you take the, if I could yeah. jump in there, you watch the first 20 <clears throat> of that Canes-Tars game and the Canes defence Tars all the momentum, all the front football, but you just weren't busting it. Mm-hmm. You just weren't busting it easy. But, but um, I guess that's my point, though, right? It's just that they, you take any 20-minute snapshot out of the Rebels, the Force, or the Tars, and you think, fuck, there's potential here. And there is definitely potential. But I think we were all hoping this is the season one of them delivered. Mm-hmm. N- none of them look like the finished article. And I know we'll get to Ireland later, um, and maybe their players are better then we give them credit for the Irish players. But they're just a team that plays 80 minutes, who knows their identity. And, I mean, that's exactly what you can say about the Brumbies. It doesn't mean matter who's in or out. They're a team who knows their identity. Mm. The Tars, for, for all the bluster of last season, it doesn't feel like they know their identity. Mm. Donaldson to 10, um, I didn't hate it. But, man, you, you tend to three weeks. Edmonds had three weeks, and now you've hooked him. I think he's injured now. So we can't come back anyway. Um, sent like a, a crazy plan. Donaldson had a shocker as a result. And Dolo, I love the dude, mate. Seems like such a great character. Just doesn't look up to it. No, he doesn't. He's like um, when Latrell Mitchell came back that one off season. Just, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't want to tackle the bloke. But he just doesn't seem up to it. And the, the tight five just... Um, not big, not big enough, not strong enough. Um, and, and Hooper, as much as we frothed him, this is the quietest I've ever seen Michael mm. Hooper on the football field. And then my understanding is Gamble's injured, Gleeson's yeah, injured, yeah. Hannigan's injured, Jorgensen's injured, Edmund's injured, Nandolo's injured, going into next round. What is doing, man? <laughs> so I don't know, unless I got that mail wrong, I think they're in a fucking world of hurt, the Waratahs. It's like the NBA. They're not injured. They just don't want to play. Um, don't get me wrong, I still reckon there's still the potential there for them to have a big second half of the season, um, but they're playing so bad. You're playing Noaganitawasi or Parise or Fichetti out of a Wallaby jersey at the moment. Mm. And the thing is just about just to continue with the Tars, and you're right, they might have a change around five of their final eight games, I think, are home, so maybe we're being a bit harsh on them because they've just had that one home game, and the one home game was was the Brumbies, where they obviously they lost, but... <laughs> Um, but I think one of the the more damning statistics from the weekend, and it's it's run through a, a it's been a bit of a train. Give me the is, stats. Is, oh, is I love that, a stat, Richard. I'm getting excited. You know, the Waratahs had you know 30 percent more carries than what the Hurricanes did. They pretty much ran the same amount of meters. Give it to me as a fraction, Richard. I want a fraction. <laughs> um, I want had, a decimal. <laughs> we they had more passes than what they than uh, 176 versus 143 in terms of passes. They had Ooh. more ball. Ooh. They just didn't do anything with it, and they're losing contact. And I think it goes back to your point about the forwards and about the lack of not being clinical enough. They're all those things, and that will come with time. And because of the chopping and changing of the team due to injuries and poor selection and stuff like that, that's one of the major problems that, that the Tars have at the moment. Um, just Shining not- light for me, though, the hooker, I thought, 
Oh yeah, by Nanu or whatever his name. He was. Uh, I thought he was outstanding. Don't get me wrong. I want Talula Talula to win that field mm-hmm. every minute of the game. Um, but I thought that the hooker was exceptional on the weekend. Uh, he's a shining light. Absolutely, he was. Jorgensen continues to to play like he's played a hundred games and he's twenty seven years old. Um, mm. He's incredibly impressive. Still a lot of hope there for Tars fans, mm. but it's undeniable. It's it's been a and a train wreck to the mm. start of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, and and I think um, a team that hasn't had a train wreck at the start of the season, it's been either. Uh, it's been the rebels because obviously they lost at the weekend, but I thought it was a it was a you know, great game for them, hugely hugely entertaining, and they started up on fire, and then the Chiefs came back. But for them, right at the moment, where do we place them on the common grade scale? See, it's for- a C on the common grade, and you know this is because they lost to the Force in round one, uh, a game they probably should have won. They beat the Tars, which is pass mark. Um, but look, then you, you can't lose by 20 points to the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs are a great team. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are underrated. I, re- I reckon they're not far off the um, the form Kiwi side to start the season off. I, I think they're pretty good. So I, I reckon you got to keep that in mind. But uh, look, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, I thought I thought the Rebels played really, really well. Um, I thought they were incredibly competitive. I was fucking up and about, mate. And they still lost by 20. Mm. This is my point, right? Like there's, there's hope and optimism and rose-colored Australian eyes, which is what I had during this game. I was so excited about so many of the Rebels, namely Carter Gordon, the man with two names, how good he was. Um, they still lost by 20. They still mm. lost by 20. Not by two. Not yeah, by right. They lost by 20. Yeah, it was 19, but yeah, round up. I think the thing is, and it's going to be a common theme throughout it, and maybe Hardwick aside, because I think he's had a a really good start to the season, getting over the ball. It seems like the old Richard Hardwick, you know, back in his seven days, but he's just got a bit bigger. But the pack is, again, um, it's not not good enough for 80 minutes. The players that are coming off, the impact players, whatever phraseology you want to say, they're not making the difference and not providing enough good flat ball for the uh, or front football for the backs to play in the and last missing, stages. Missing Callaway too, I think. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I, mate, I, I'd, I'd be excited if I was a Rebels fan. Carter Gordon's playing great. Illy's playing great. Hodge, I think he got injured on the weekend, but he hasn't played this well for years. Man, are all these names um, legitimately going down? What's that? All these names, they're out, are they? Or is this just like... I believe so. I think it was um, a pretty rough round for injuries for the Australian players. I don't think any of them are long-term. No. Nah. Um, but they're out for a week or two. But they just, fuck, they still lost by 20. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We can come on here and we can spin it. And I know the Australian fans want us to spin it. And I know we want to spin it. And uh, something about the Rebels I'm liking this year, they still, I don't know if I've said that yet, they still lost by 20. Yeah, no, you did. It's actually 19, wasn't yeah, it, right, Jim? But you're, yeah, but you round up. They're just, they are playing with a lot more heart than they've had in seasons past. They really are. I, all, I, I think across the board, all the Aussie teams are playing with a little more get there than we've seen in seasons past. Now, I don't know if that's the Eddie effect. I don't know if it's because it's a World Cup year. Yeah, we're still losing by 19. 20 if you round up. But we are we're showing up, man. You know, Every, the first twenty minutes, it's anyone's game. It's a good spectacle. Yeah, but my problem is, it's anyone's game to up till fifty. Mm-hmm. What, what is that psychology where you just capitulate with half an hour to go? 
I think part of it is not only psychology, but I think it's actually quality and depth. And we don't want to get into the argument about the number of teams or the depth and what have you. But we're about to find out with all these injuries. Yeah, but the the players that are in that, you know, the 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 players coming off the bench are there's a there's a drop in the quality, you know. Whereas you watch a Kiwi game and the the players that are coming on are of equal standard or only slightly below the standard that, that they're replacing and that, that's a big that's a big issue in, in, or in it's just that program. it's that and i don't know if coaching is a simple enough term for it but the brumbies you feel like anyone's out whoever comes in plays the same role as the bloke who came mm. out mm. with these other teams whether it's the guy coming off the bench or the different guy coming into the squad they literally play the game differently mm. Um, there just seems to be no collective identity. Um, so what is what what's their what's their there is C grade at the moment, their sound. What are the what's one thing the rebels need to do to probably their make sound it? by the rebel standards though, aren't they? Yeah. But what do they need to do the to fucking become... e by anyone else's? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're better than the Tars right now. What what's one thing you reckon they need to work on it? And, and you can't just say finishing a game off. Is it just execution? What's one thing that's gonna get them from a sand to a high within this reckon? Playing 80 minutes, God, that's a cliche, isn't it? But yeah. I genuinely, they play a good 50. Mm. But even a- to the, the Canes game, they came back from behind. Um, 50. Just a different 50. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to leave on a positive, yeah, you're right. Number, of, I think Carter Gordon is definitely benefiting from of having game time and the trust. Oh, he looks good, doesn't he? He's yeah. really, really exciting, man. And the fact that I'd be looking closely at that kid. And the fact that he knows he's, he knows he's in that position every week. That that uh, I don't think he is. Uh, he's not tall. Fuck, he looks tall. No, his haircut must be adding a couple of inches. Yeah, he's definitely standing next to Lawrence. That's what makes him tall. Uh, but yeah, definitely but he runs lanky. I think that's what I'm picking up. He yeah. runs as if he's lanky. It's a good attribute for a fly half to run run lanky. Lanky sounds. I think slow. so too. If you go so. back, you go back and like really look at the good fly halves of the years gone by, you'll find that most, if not all, run lanky. I'd like you to get no, some stats on that, Richard. I'd love to. Zero is the answer. Zero percent. Um, he ran lanky. Lanky is like Sam Norton Knight ran lanky. Oh, didn't he run lanky? Debrasini runs lanky. But we definitely have. <laughs> These a different... are some great lanky runners. My gosh. All those years when I was the tall beam pole being called lanky, then definitely that means I was running quickly because unlike the the giraffe slow lolloping along that are what it means in our land, lanky means. But anyway, um, um, moving on to the Brumbies. Uh, obviously, they've they've done the business. Um, they've looked the most uh, complete. They've, uh, they've beaten everyone that's in front of them. Do they actually get an A grade or are they still not reaching their potential due to lack of defence that's been shown on time? Haven't quite clicked completely. Where do they sit on the scale for you, Blake, right now? Taking your Brumbies uh, rose-tinted glasses off. I didn't love on the weekend conceding 36 points and I was nervous at halftime, tit for tat in this one. Um, but, mate, they've been they've been flawless. What can you say? They're 4-0. Um, and they've done it with a chopping and changing squad. They, they've clearly shown that um, that there's depth in that squad. There's a sense of identity. There's a sense of cohesion. Um, I love what Larkham's doing with the nine and ten straight swap and the front row straight straight swap. And it's like he's drunk from the the cult of cohesion um, and seems to want them coming on together. I think the back three 
whilst not the authentically most dangerous blokes, they're all lightning. Muirhead and Tool, um, and Wright's playing really well at fullback. I think the only question mark for me at the Brummies right now is is maybe the centres when Iketel's out. Um, and I think he's got a bub on the way. But I thought Sapsford was great on the weekend. I don't think he's an authentic 13, but I thought he was outstanding on the weekend. Toa at 12 hasn't convinced me yet, um, but he hasn't really put too much of a foot wrong either, mate. A lot, lot to like about him, and I think most pleasing is um, Valentini and Frost really making every post a winner and, and, and looking like every bit a world-class forward um i don't know uh, just not too much complaint about the brummies w- wish they didn't concede so many but i don't know what else could you want from them four and oh mate you can only mark what's in front of you four wins zero losses are you trying to say richard that the task wasn't in the a range they haven't been given an a range task they yeah but we all need to get an a yet but we all Can you give know, them some feedback on that, Richard? We, we all know that you only mark from what you've been presented a with. So if they've shown an A range within the information that they've provided you or you've provided with them so far, then they're an A because they've done everything that you uh, would want. And they beat, they beat the Blues. What more can you want? 100%. That's where they got it. What? That's where they got the A. Yeah. That's where they showed their worth, demonstrated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, I thought Moana were 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 impressive on the weekend, but you can't concede sixty two points. Um, but wasn't it a treat watching Lily Afana run around in Canberra again? Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, you know, he's added so much, and I love the 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 honesty that the boys spoke about how much he was. He's been a mentor, someone they looked up to. You know, shows what an impact he had. Uh, on them both on the rugby field, but also off it as well. So great to see him back as well. And I thought even the way he spoke in the post game about the Brumbies, it, I don't go as far as to say, I don't know, piss off some Aussie fans. They're the only team that feels like a club in Australia at the moment, mm. not a professional contract. Like they seem to genuinely have an identity. Mm. Um, it'd just be nice if, you know, someone showed up to their games. To I, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? Get <laughs> down be- there. It's interesting. Uh, I'd love to know what is the what is the answer to that. You know, you're a Canberrian, Jim. Like, do you is it any further engagement with the community? What what is it? What do they need to I do? I think they do their bit with engaging in the community. Fuck, they even run for local politics. They um, I just I, I don't know. I re- mm. really don't know why bums aren't on seats down there mm. because they've changed the schedule around. They've put more appealing times on. They get great competition. They win rugby games. They're handing out free shit. They're doing cool stuff at half time. Can't even bitch about the Roland Mall anymore. Yeah, Brumby Jack's doing his bit too. I, I don't I don't know why they don't get down there. I don't know. It's not even that cold. Is it the $5 parking? Maybe that's it. Uh, how would you rate the season if we did this one week later? This is obviously we're obviously projecting, but the Brumbies play the Crusaders in Christchurch next week. Um, do they have to win to continue the A grade? Yeah, but not just given out A's, Richard. Yeah, you got to earn it. Some faculties do. Um, uh, I think um, I, I think it's totally understandable to not be the Crusaders at home, but. Um, no, you want to be in the range, you got to win. Yeah, got to win. Talking about 
not being in the A range, sorry, um, the segue is to obviously the next Aussie team. Where do we place um, uh, the Western Force, which was obviously uh, the next round that we were uh, involved the Aussie team that weekend? Where do we place the force? Losing to the Highlanders, which we've said are clearly the worst um, Super Rugby New Zealand team. Um, obviously, in Invercargill, which is a tough place to go, not obviously normal Dunedin, but where did the force go? Because they've had a huge but turnover they, of players. They've had like 11 yeah. new players, I think, start this year. So there's going to be a lot of turnover. But where do we? Where Unlucky we on the weekend. Mm. Unlucky on the weekend, the force. I think they um, they copped it a bit with the whistle. Um, and, I, and I reckon this is the one that, that got away and they're going to kick himself. Um, they should have won this game. It was, a, it was a very important game for their season, I think. Um, Highlanders are shit. Mm. And the force showed up. They had a pretty decent team named. I thought Stewart played really well. Um, their, their front row in the last 30 just got destroyed. Um, and then the Highlanders just marched upfield. Mm. Just play 80 minutes, man, and, and you win this game. Um, they're a tough team to, to know where they're at. Because they're it's such a they were created this year effectively. Um, so in moments you see some some serious talent, but you can't really see what they're about just yet. Um, they just need to pick and stick for five years, don't they? Um, and they've got enough youth to do it. I thought Hamish Stewart looked really really good on the weekend, which was pleasing. Um, I don't know what to tell you. You know, they should have won this one. What's the grade, mate? What's the grade? Uh, C around the bush. Huh? How can it be above a D? It's definitely a C, mate. They got two from four wins. And also they've had 11 starters, I think, in that first round. I think it has to be sound progress. They've had two wins. They beat the the Rebels, mate. Yeah, go the fourth. They're going all right. Yeah, it has to be at least a C. Because, again, the the number of players. 50 points. Ah, flash in the pan. An anomaly. Okay, it's an anomaly. There was too many variables at play. Um, all right, do you want to move on to... Um, An odd team with a good squad. I, I have no idea where the force are going to end up this year. Uh, um, Jellich keep running this trajectory, I imagine. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, about a 50% win rate. Uh, but I think I think they'd take that, wouldn't they, in the final eight games of the season? They'd probably take a 50% win, right? Because, again, as you said, it's growing into the future. It's moving forward. Talking about moving forward is the Reds in a scrappy game this weekend, obviously, um, followed, from, followed on from the, the trouncing or the trouncing they gave to Force last week. Uh, where do they sit uh, at the moment? Because one week they look um, you know, fantastic, then the next week they look very competitive against the Brumbies, and another week they struggle to beat the Drill. Where do they sit, Jim, on the old grading? Look, it's rocks or diamonds when it comes to them. You know, people were swinging off the um, James O'Connor from his 20 minutes off the bench and how quick everyone was to be, oh, he runs on. But, look, he couldn't steer the ship like like they, they, were, they were telling me. But I reckon the Reds themselves, like, you can't give this team a B, can you? Can you give them a B, Blake? No, they're a bit of a mess, the old Reds. I think they, they're not without their own injuries. Um, and I think they're much like the Tars, missing Bell, they're missing Tupo. Um, their, their front row seems a, a bit of a mess at the moment, but it's not a bad weekend to have it that way against the Drua. O'Connor had a shocker. You're absolutely right there, Jim. Um, I thought Fluke had a sensational game on the weekend. They had plenty of injuries, right? They had Tyra out, they had Basami out, missing lots of players. 
Um, man, it feels like a cop-out. I know it sounds like I'm just shitting on Brad Thorne, but tell me I'm wrong, boys. They seem like a team with the best athletes, um, mm. the best athletes in the country who don't play as a team. They just don't seem to play as a team to me, the Reds. Um, it's just moments of, of of individual brilliance. It's not a club, is it? Doesn't feel like a club. Um, that's that's how it seems. And if Harry Wilson was great on the weekend, I, I thought Fluke was great on the weekend. I thought O'Connor was awful. Um, but it just feels like uh, they're not firing as a machine right now, the Reds. Now, we know when they do fire as a machine, there's plenty of players there. Like they, they could still threaten. I'm just not sure if they've got the front three to, to do that. Haven't we got some eights throwing their hand up? Yeah, haven't we? Haven't we? I thought Harry Wilson was sensational on the weekend and, and has been all season. He's just got those couple of errors in his game. Runs lanky. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I don't know about that. I can't give it. I'll give you Jock Campbell runs lanky. Yeah, he runs lanky. I'll give you that. But but I don't know about Wilson. What do you reckon <laughs> about the old Reds? Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to 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 like about them, but you've hit the nail on the head. They're consistently inconsistent. You never know what they're going to get, and that comes from structures and processes, and um, and unfortunately, it's not there. So, need a lot of improvement from them because they have the capacity to go deep in this competition, and I just don't see it happening. And without being a nag, now it was a big weekend of Frost rugby. No local derbies, so five Pacific Islander games. Mm. We lost all of them to the Kiwi sides mm. and we scraped the Drua and conceded 36 against Pacifica. Just mm. didn't feel like an amazing weekend. Mm. As you got us the week before, we might have been a bit more up and about. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I left a little bit bummed. Some of my pre-season optimism um, starting to dwindle. I think I said at week one, right, the depth of our squads isn't there. We need to not have injuries and we're having injuries. Mm. Whereas I think the Kiwi sides can just cover it that bit better. Mm, I would agree with that. Um, so overall, Australian rugby, if you had to, you know, cumulatively add them all together, obviously, and put them in one of the grade bands for Australian rugby so far in terms of Thank Super God Rugby. the Brumbies, but I've got them at a bottom C, but I think I started the season with a high B in terms of optimism, so I'm hurting. Yeah. How about you, boys? Yeah, i got them as a C. Yeah, I think just sound. We we all went in with the anticipation that this was going to be the Brumbies were always going to be competitive. We thought the Tars would be better. We thought that the the Reds would be moving in the right direction. So I agree. Their progress has been stunted by injuries, coaching changes, etc. So it has to be seen. It has to be an overall C at the moment. Best ability is availability. Mm, absolutely. Talking of something that. <laughs> Talking of something that won't be a C grade, I'm super excited about the the Super W that's starting this this week. Uh, it's great the fact that uh, Australian rugby has put money into the women's rugby this year as well. So um, we've actually got contracted women, which is long overdue. So um, and obviously they're going to be lots of double headers with the with the Super Rugby competition as well. So um, it's good that uh, looking forward to seeing how that that uh, Who, competition who's your tip to. to win the uh, to win the Super cup. Dab. Um, do you know what the, the force are, uh, force have a great chance they've made um they've made a number of signings this year. no real excuses for them to to make the final um but oh, obviously the they're, they're, march it in surely or the reds as well they'll be trying to force their way back as well so i think it's a pretty open open competition but um yeah there'll be a few dark horses i think this uh, this year so 
and 12 games is a good amount of games you want to see more but um yeah it'll be uh it'll be a great competition i'm sure can't wait bring it on mm. live on stan yeah, absolutely get to the get get out of the games you know double headers are going to be uh, galore and that final series at concord oval will be exciting as well later on in this uh, later oh on. the newly refurbished yeah, absolutely. So the uh, semi-finals will be uh, down in that and at Concord. So yeah, exciting times. And again, the, the the money that's been put in is a, you know, it's, it's long overdue. So hopefully the Wallaroos will 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 improve in their quality. Uh, hey, what? A few new stadiums going around, isn't there? Mm. Absolutely, there no is. pay rise for teachers, but a few new stadiums. <laughs> uh, it's all worth it at day's end, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks, thanks for thanks for listening, everyone. Obviously, we've no, 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 we'd no, have to wrap no, this no, up early. Um, so, thank um, you. I'm in charge of the recording right now. So, Guru, guys, thank you very much. And uh, no, none of that, Richard. Six Nations, we've got to give it up. The Island, mate, got the grand slam done and got to do it at home. Pretty, pretty special stuff. You couldn't write it, and and nothing better than Island peaking year out from the World Cup. It's just yeah. poetry, top <laughs> to bottom. Um, really. Enjoy the Six Nations this year. And I love the package with Stan because it is hard with a little one to, to catch all the games. But being able to watch those extended highlights, um, fantastic. I did watch. You don't get the rush. but You don't get the rush. I did watch England and Ireland in full this week. Do you get any rush? You get a rush. And, fuck, broken record here. But my rush was over as soon as that atrocious red card came out. It was just game over at that point. Yeah, yeah, it was just watching someone bleed out at that. It wasn't a competition anymore. Um, It it, it really sucks, man, those cards. Really, really sucks. I found it. Did you think it was deserving? No, of course I fucking didn't think it was deserving. (laughs) When have I ever thought a red card was deserving, let alone (laughs) that shit? Jesus Christ. Um, It's just such a shame. I got one for you. I can't remember who it was, but some crooner came out and was running that the state of England rugby um, is a direct indictment on the Eddie regime. He burnt it to the ground. That's Woodward, isn't it? Because he just hates it. Yeah. Do you reckon there's any anything there, Richard, with that statement? Oh, geez. Um <laughs> I think it was more telling. I was reading an article the other day about uh, a lot of issues with grassroots and it being too much. I don't know the ludicrous nature of this statement, but it was there was too many ex pros and too much emphasis being played on uh, short term success uh, at the at the younger range rather than long term focus of player development, skill based learning, cohesion, all that kind of stuff. That was the one that kind of resonated more with me. Um, I think in terms of Eddie. He is fiery, but I don't know. And I think he he had run his course. I still think he shouldn't have been fired. I said that right at the beginning. But I think you could tell that he'd probably run his course. But I think to throw it all on Eddie or conversely throw it all on Steve Borthwick is 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 not fair. I think if you look back at the beginning of Eddie... Borthwick does suck that, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's... I think if you look back from when Eddie took over... I don't know enough about it, but please, someone please tell me. I don't think there's been enough of a cultural shift or grassroots development to bring it up because we're in a very similar position now to what we were with when Eddie first took over. It's just the fact that we're the revisionist history says that we're, we're prisoners of the moment, sorry, and saying that right now we suck. 
when Eddie was uh, there, then we did well because we got to a World Cup final, but then we sucked beforehand. So I don't think there's no long-term development or long-term plan, it seems, from the outside. So It seems like this is the natural life cycle of English rugby, though. Mm. They just be should be consistent. Suck heaps and put it on for one year, usually. And get, go back to sucking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's where we, England and the RFU take in the most uh, money from all the nations around the world. You know, there is enough money to be able to put coaching plans and all the support systems in place. So something needs to change um, big picture wise rather than just the elite 15. But I'd oh, like I to just go that. back. I'd, I'd just like to go back to the Freddie uh, Stewart one. Jim uh, and Jim and Black, I'd actually ask you to be honest. I understand the ludicrous nature kills the game, etc. What do you think was actually going through his mind, though? Like at that moment, like as a, as a, because he turns his body, and I understand there's the argument he's just protecting himself. But why do you think he didn't just go for a tackle? Like I'm just, I'm genuinely asking. Like, like it seemed it was a strange choice. Wouldn't you agree, Black? Mate, it's a rugby collision. The ball had just bounced up. He naturally wanted to protect his own body. I don't even think you've got a chance to process mm. the speed in which those guys are operating at. Um, it's it's vintage Jaco Piper to just throw out a car to make it about himself. I just, yeah, look, if if we want it out of the game and blah, 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 you all know my feelings on that. That's fine. Deal with it after the game or have the player replaced. But it, the, the game was over at that point, um, and it just killed the spectacle for me, and it just reminded me that that's fucking where this next World Cup's headed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you could shit card in a semifinal or a final. But you could argue it was strange, though, and I agree with your point, by the way, both your points, but it was interesting. We said this before the last World Cup, and it was they kind of refereed the group stage. Yeah, really they, they stopped doing it in the World Cup, didn't they, after they, they, the group stages? Yeah, and then they realised they didn't want to, in inverted commas, ruin or make a bit the thing that determined the, the World Cup final, and then they changed the way they refed. I'm Which is absurd. Where, they no, do I that agree. shit in all the, all the big sporting events. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a real shame for England, even... And I know this sounds ridiculous, but a real shame for Ireland too. Like, I know they probably don't care, but it just felt like they didn't just get a smash um, and win, which they probably would have anyway. They were playing that well. Yeah, but the um, other thing, the, the red card happened at, look, it might have, but you're right. It takes a, a layer off because they'd have probably won, but it was 10-9 at that point. I think they would have they would have probably loved it more. I think it was 10-9. They would have loved it more by grinding out a 15-15, you know, and really earning that victory rather than the the, the narrative being, well, it wasn't a game anymore. It's 15-14. Yeah. It's you know, preach. So I hate it. I have to say, the Six Nations as a whole, I think it, it shows it's still a great competition. I think it's the best competition. It's a great competition, um, absolutely. And I think it's amazing. But I'd also think it, it shows that there is a the, the the difference in styles. And I know it's very hard to compare because Super Rugby is not international. But even when two international teams from the Southern Hemisphere play, I love the clash of styles. But I think there is a there is a bit of a gap um, between the North and the South. But it'd be interesting to see, have the North peaked too soon? Have France and Ireland peaked too soon? And are they going to go out in the quarterfinal stages because New Zealand, you know, or or anyone else, South Africa, pump them? You know, Two quick comments from me. One is, my God, it's a slower game than the Super Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with the, the the new scrum rules and new kicking rules, has, has really sped up Super Rugby. And Super Rugby's always been quick. There's yeah. never as many shots at penalty goal. 
Um, even when we had Ben Alexander here, he spoke about needing to drop weight for Super Rugby and then put it back on for international bot rugby. Yeah. Um, I think it showed that all of those decisions in Super Rugby have been a winner for the spectacle. Uh, um, don't get me wrong, the Six Nations spectacle was better because of the stakes. Um, but stakes aside, I think the Super Rugby spectacle stuff, but I think it's going to come back and bite Australia and New Zealand. Um, I think a World Cup in France is going to be fucking slow. It's going to be cold and it's going to be big humans. Um, and I think our Super Rugby comp with I don't guys think it'll be cold, by the way. a million miles an hour. Well, anyway, European conditions. Um, it's cold, man. It's cold. I oh, think sorry. it's um, we're, we're, we're making a better product for watching on TV right now, but we're doing ourselves a big disservice come the World Cup. Mm. Um, that's one one comment I wanted to make. And then the other comment I wanted to make is you've got to give it up to Ireland um, because you look at their squad and it really is a bunch of super rugby rejects, a couple of Aussies, a couple of Kiwis, a couple of South Africans. A couple of freaks. Um, um, oh, a couple of, couple of you know, Vanderflip, South African, let's be honest, but Sexton, um, I thought she and at Hooker was incredible on the weekend, a couple of absolute freaks. But you look at their team and you still think, oh, it's not that much on paper. Um, and they've even they've even put up with injuries, they've, but they clearly are better than we give them credit for, and that they're clearly thriving in that setup. That but also on on, one, on the other end of that up. coin, should we calm down a bit, man? Then Wales, Italy, Red Guard, England, England, like the competition's not hot. Is beat it? France. Let's be honest. <laughs> Once we have to play them three times, and they come down here. Like it's like, don't get me wrong, Ireland are a great team, and they beat the Kiwis the year before, and they run the floor through us. But um, to start running around thinking that they're hot favourites or anything like that, like there's a lot of rugby to be played. It's, it's a great achievement. But there is, but there's actually not for those Northern Hemisphere players. Obviously, I understand there's a lot of club rugby to be played. For those Northern Hemisphere players, there isn't that much international rugby left before. Obviously, the the cut the, cut the friendlies, pretty much. You know, you Georgia got, and stuff. Because the thing is, you know, they obviously down here you've got the Tri Nations or sorry, the Rugby Championship, sorry. Um, but the fact of the matter is that was the last big, big tournament. So Ireland have refined those, England, France, etc., have not got that many games before they start. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. But the the island remind me of the Brumbies. You look at the Brumbies individually, yep. they're not like outstanding individuals, but they just come together within that that collective. Good system. And it's a Brumby steering the ship over there, David Nusafora. No, it's uh, it's Farrell, isn't it? He's the coach, but Nusa Four is the brains behind the centralisation. Wow, there you go. Um, but now, great, great setup. Good on him, Ireland. Can't wait for you to knocked out of the quarters. <laughs> <laughs> what sure. a way! I don't think we get too many Irish fans listening to this anyway, do we? We're gonna find out. You got no Welsh left, but this. Uh, where are they now? Where are you now, Welsh fans? Please put us send all messages to Twitter to Blake, please, for his attention. Uh, let's go quick projection um, forward to next week with the with the Super Rugby fixtures. Um, another exciting week to to come. Um, let's just start off with Crusaders Brumbies. Who are you at, Jim? Saders, baby. Uh, Blake, heart boys, Brumbies. Okay, really? Are you legit? Like, legitimately think that's going to happen? No, mate, he's shaking his head. We're on Zoom. You can all see that. <laughs> uh, Audio, videos, two different things, boys. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Taz Chiefs, by the way, I'm going to say this as well. Chiefs, I still think, are, are very good. So I'll go to the Chiefs on this one. What do you reckon? Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, Taz are back to well and truly against the wall now, but that injury run looks horrible. So Chiefs. Okay, Highlanders, uh, Drua. Ooh, Drua could do this, Highlanders. Hang <laughs> 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 on, Drua. Are you sure about that? Do you want to, you know, think about it at all by any chance? Uh, Pacifica, Canes, where are we going with that? The line on this one's 18. On the Canes? Yeah. Yeah, still going Canes, mate. They don't know when mm. by 18. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, Rebels, Reds, game this of the is, round, probably. This is a game yeah. of rugby, this. Yeah. Well, they're all games of rugby, mate. Well, the quality last weekend was pretty shit. Um, hey, what well, Reds are firm favourites, dollar thirty. Firm favourites. I'm thinking that too. Uh, I'm probably still leaning the Reds, you'd think, wouldn't you? Safe money's Reds, but, you know, that home ground advantage, that the voice of the crowd at Amy Park, is that going to get them over the edge? Six or seven people bellowing. Yeah, I reckon the... (laughs) I reckon the roar that will uh, remunerate around the park will it will spur the rebels on. So I'm going to yeah, go they've been starved since the super round. Yeah, they'll exactly. get there in numbers, Richard, and get them home. Absolutely. Um, and the last game of the round is Blues Force. Should have won um, last week, Force. Now the line is 22 points here. Can the Force get within 22? Um, yes. Like a dollar oh two. That's big. Mate, you may as well put your house on it. <laughs> Please do. Could you show me a screenshot of you putting it I will your, literally uh, come on the podcast next week and just knife and fork my hat if the force win this. <laughs> Good. You no ketchup. It. Straight hat, man. Bit That's... of salt. All right. Well, there we go. We got all the uh, games in. So another great week for Australian rugby next week. At least two are playing each other. They might win. Uh, all right, boys. Thanks for this week. Any it's been other an honor? Always, always an honor, Richard. Ah, oh, thanks, boys. All right, catch you next week. All right.